All right, you guys recording? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, 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 and welcome back to Hold My Popcorn. I'm Max Ely in Asheville, and over in Boston, we got Tim Begin. How are you, Timmy? Uh, I'm good. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm not stuck on 95 in Virginia, like those freaking like Tim Kane, that fucking dipshit moron. And uh, so I'm good. Good. There you go. There we go. Yep. All right. And then we got Johnny Safari out in Baltimore, Maryland. How are you, John? I'm good. I'm studying the uh, local wildlife in the back right now. I mm. like to call it the uh, um, the Rat Olympics. <laughs> and they're doing a, a full number now where they do the little wheels. They hold onto each other's cute little paws and a uh, little hamster wheel around the back. And usually you'll see one that'll, and I'm not joking, will actually take a dive off the tree into the trash can, like straight out of a cartoon. Got to love Baltimore. I haven't seen that yet. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Rattus Rattus species, I'll have more updates for that in mm. subsequent episodes. You should just, I'm fine, Max. You should set up like a little like rat circus outside or something. Just really could. fuck with your cat. I want to start, I want to breed them and like make them really large. I don't think so you have to breed them. they terrorize the neighborhood. No, I know. But like, I want to like select <laughs> enough. breeding, you know? Mm. I'm going to make ones, I'm going to start a breeding program for Hogwarts. Nazi rats. Oh, <laughs> Nazi rats. Yeah. Once we are the superior rats. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm sure Nazis like thought, oh, we're going to create like some super rat that has the plague and we're going to just unleash him. But it has to be an albino rat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, I think that somebody in World War II did try dropping uh, bubonic plague fleas and or rats onto a city at some point. I'm not sure which side. Wouldn't be surprised if we tried it too, but either side would, yeah, no, wouldn't surprise me either. And honestly, like how, how hardcore is a rat where you like, Oh, I can drop it out of a plane and it'll make it like (laughs) (laughs) all plucked right out of New York city's sewers. It turns into a flying squirrel. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) They had had wings. (laughs) All right. Well, this week we watched the hijacking 1990s thriller executive decision starring Kurt Russell, Halle Berry, Steven Seagal, John Ligazamo, and a bunch of character actors from the 90s. So, gentlemen, before we get into it, any immediate thoughts? Halle Berry. Ooh. Halle Berry. Halle I had Berry. no idea that she was in this, and I was pleased as punch. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cutie. my gosh. Two thoughts. One, Halle Berry, not like quite the role that I thought she was going to be in. Two, just the amount of time between like, initial setup of a premise and the payoff of the premise in the movie was so crazy to me. Cause like, there's so many things that they set up at the beginning of the movie that I'm just like, it's it, you know, this is kind of a longer movie than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And then, and um, like at the end of the movie, they got paid off and I'm just like, Oh yeah, well, I guess. Yeah. I guess that was at the beginning of the movie, you know? <laughs> yep. And Halle Berry was one of them where it's just like, Oh, you mean three quarters of the movie? She's not even ever on screen. So I will also put forth that I think that she was the only decent actor slash actress like in this entire one. Like actually like acted her heart out. Really? And of course, Kurt Russell's great. Yeah. No, she was just, she's solid gold. She's good at being like in these super tense ass fucking situations and always looking exactly like what we'd be, except still cool as a cucumber, relatively speaking. I mean, I will just, I'll say Kurt Russell is always good. 
Ted Russell's just such a pro. That's why I was yeah, born exactly. acting in, as an actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like, no, he didn't do bad. But I just think yeah. that she did the best. A lot better than fucking Steven Seagal. Dude, <laughs> well, you say that. I was, this is probably the best acting that Steven Seagal has ever done. Like that boardroom scene, I was watching that. I'm like, he's actually oh, not yeah. bad in this scene, which is weird to say. Like, and he's also likable, which he's never likable. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about Seagal. You got to grade him on a curve, a very big curve. Yeah. He would have been but better he off was. sticking to supporting roles, but his ego would never allow that. And he's like, no, I just want to do direct to video and just completely just me to myself out of Hollywood. I'll go hang well, out. And him. also not, not to steal your thunder, but like, yeah. in the first scene where of course there has to be a scene with Steven Seagal knifing three guys to death. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's like, all right, it's Steve. So you get it. Okay. So before we get into it though, this is what I kind of found amusing is that this was directed by Stuart Bard, who, if you don't know him, he, He's kind of known as like a legendary movie editor, like fixer that studios would hire whenever their movie was just like going to total shit and they needed some kind of, they needed somebody to just fix it and make it a functional movie. So like he cleaned up the first Superman movie, um, The Omen, which was like a total shit show. Like people were fucking oh. dying on set in that movie. Um, <laughs> How do you fix that? <laughs> anyway, it's actually kind of easy. You just stop yeah. people from dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really all right. So we're going to take all the drugs away from the entire cast. Step one: <laughs> um, Die Hard Two, Demolition Man, Mission Impossible mm-hmm. Two, and then he also uh, did all the Lethal Weapon movies too. He edited all those, and then uh, great, his direct- great editor, great editor. But but then in his directorial <laughs> debut, he makes a movie that's two hours and twelve minutes long that should have been cut by like thirty minutes <laughs> easily. Easily, dude. The end of that movie. I'm like that. You, you Going back ended. in the air, I'm like, what? No, yeah, <laughs> could have ended that eight times. <laughs> oh god, loved it. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> we get way too much information up front with this like matrix green text scroll with like sound effects that are like ten decibels louder than like any explosion in the movie. It Thank was, you. dude. I watched this. I I tried to watch this movie three weeks ago. I could. I turned it off within the first like minute and a half because of the scrolling text thing. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't. It was so fucking loud and annoying. I just turned the whole fucking movie off. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna blow my freaking uh, laptop speakers off, dude. I mean, it, like it sounded this distorted too. It was like I mean, it was. Yeah. Those the like the sort of text at the beginning, doing a lot of heavy lifting in the plot of this movie for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, no. And also, like stating the obvious after the Black Ops mission fails that we'll talk about in a minute, where it's like mission failure. uh, (laughs) Yeah, guys, we know. Like (laughs) we get it. (laughs) Oh, dude! Like this whole this whole first scene, throw it in the trash can. Not needed. Like you don't need this in the movie. It is. You don't need it in the movie. It's a completely different movie from what we're about to watch. It's a Steven. (laughs) It's just under siege. Like, but yeah, yeah. But it is still fucking awesome. So, like, listeners at home, stick through it because it is enjoyable. Because also, hell of a crew too. I mean, we've got um, got Hollywood from Top Gun, uh, John Leguizamo, Joe Morton, who plays the guy who created the uh, the Terminator in T two. And then uh, we got Timmy's boy, B.D. Wong as well. Or D.B. Oh Wong is right. Yeah. B.D. Wong. B.D. It is B.D. BD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is B.D. Yeah, I'm going to fuck that up. I kept saying times. D.B. too. Yeah. 
Think of it as Bill Dooley Wong, and then you'll get it. That's what I did. <laughs> Bill Dooley's Wong. He's just, he's just, <laughs> you know, him and Bill, they're both lookers too. So yeah, yeah that's not fair. I mean, they're they're equally, not, if honestly, Bill, if Bill had a flat top, I'll tell you what, he would rival. He would say. rival BD Wong. BD's the most handsome say. looking guy in this movie. Exactly. He, dude, he steals it. I mean, he looks prettier than Halle Berry. He does. He looks great. That flat top. Oh boy, mm. looking good. <laughs> anyway, so we open up with the fat sensei himself, Steven Seagal, as a leader of this team who literally kills three people in the first five seconds when he slits a dude's throat, then he stabs another guy in the head and then another dude in the neck. And like, does it even do it well enough? Because like one of the guys has plenty of time to scream and yep. he decides not to scream. He's like, oh, I'm going to, he goes, oh, and then I'm going to run away and then doesn't get away because apparently Steven Seagal is like the fastest guy within like a foot of you. So his flappy arms as he runs. Steven Seagal <laughs> is the least athletic person he is. who is, he's like the least athletic person who's like ever been labeled an action hero. He is yeah. so uncoordinated. It's not even funny. It's like a drunk blind man is more coordinated than Seagal. You have an entire, like, you know, SEAL Team 6, like, you know, Navy SEAL squad with mics and silencers on. Like, I've played SOCOM before. Like, you can set up, like, okay, on three, shot, 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 boom, done. Like, there's no reason to go in there. I'm just going to go in there with this flashy-ass knife. And then I'm going to tell everybody else, it's okay. Now you can come. But, yeah. They do the stealth, and then they're like, all right, switch the guns to rocket launchers. And then they just, like, fucking go and explode <laughs> through the house. I know. Yep. So what was the point and of the all sh- the fucking quietness beforehand? And the shittiest silencers, too. The silencers, like, dude, I could hear that three blocks away. Like, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, there Make we as go. much it's noise as possible. We need to establish that Steven, Steven Seagal is clearly going to be the one who saves the day in this entire movie. <laughs> He's totally going to be in the rest of the movie. That's what he thought. Apparently. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, but basically it's a little setup as this this uh, special ops team failing to retrieve a stolen Soviet chemical weapon. Um whatever. Who cares? All right. Then we're introduced <laughs> to US Army Intelligence Consultant. This is all in the scrolling text, by the way. Dr. David Grant, played by Kurt Russell, uh, who's learning the fly plane, which I'm sure will not come back later. But uh, once he does land the plane, his think tank co-worker tells Russell that the world's most dangerous terrorist, played by the one-armed killer from The Fugitive, has been captured at his daughter's wedding, which then causes Kurt Russell to go into some sort of, like, colorblind seizure. Because then we cut to this, like, comedic, choppy, slow-motion flashback of the extraction that includes uh, a priest firing a rocket launcher. Oh, dude. And, and, and like, most people down with an AK. Go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say, these, like, orthodox priests... Who are just running two around. Of them. Yeah. Also, two of them. Yeah. Also, am I am I going crazy? This probably this probably is addressed. The guy is Muslim, right? He's supposed yeah, to be, even though he's actually yeah. Greek. And they're supposed to be in like Algeria. And his daughter's getting married in an Orthodox Christian Orthodox church. I don't understand. I don't get it. I just don't flat out don't get it. I mean, how, it just doesn't make any sense. This is how naive I am. I was watching and I had the Google like, do, does Islam have priests? <laughs> because like, that is clearly <laughs> a moms, caps, but like, yeah. yeah, no, I know. They have, <laughs> like, I was just like, wait a minute, am I missing something here? Because they're definitely <laughs> they, dressed they as do priests. Have, they do have an equivalent of priests, man. Yes. They don't dress as though they're fucking or, yeah, you with know, the members of the Orthodox, <laughs> the Orthodox Christian sect. I, I let it go because I thought I was having a seizure. Like when it went like off black, black and white slash kind of technicolor, I was like, am I, I don't smell burning toast, but 
in the director's defense, like if you did, like let's say it was Baghdad, let's say it's somewhere in Algeria, let's say it's in Iran, whatever. Like if an Orthodox priest's priest is walking down the street, like I don't think anyone's gonna fuck with him. Like I, 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 I don't know, let him go. I, I don't know what to do with this. And later for extracurricular activities, look up pictures of Orthodox priests blessing AK 47s <laughs> and like practice firing giant rifles and RPGs. They're out there. It's the funniest shit you ever see. Machine gun preacher. <laughs> All right. So then we cut to the airplane where most of the action will take place as we're introduced to the flight attendants played by Halle Berry and uh, Mary Allen trainer, who we better might be better known as uh, the mom from the Goonies and monster squad or better yet for Timmy, the progressively manic psychologist from the lethal weapon movies. Exactly. Oh, is exactly. that really who she is. Yeah. yeah. Dude, she oh dominated God. the 80s and 90s action movies. She's in both wow. Die Hard and uh, the Lethal Weapon movies. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so Max, let's just be clear about this. It, this is the first 15 minutes of the movie. They were in fucking, <laughs> they were in Algeria, or then no, they were in Italy, then they were in Cyprus, then they were in London, then they were in fucking, DC. you know, Washington, D.C. Greece, back to Athens, Greece, back to London. Like they were in 20 different places in the first 15 minutes of this movie. And then the rest of the movie is on a fucking plane. Yep. (laughs) It's like they ran out of the budget. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. They also like clearly could, you know, compress content. They, they knew how to do that, especially with like the, the seizure film with the Orthodox priests and the rocket launchers, but then they still drew it out for two hours. So the thing's funny too, is that, um, Paramount traded the script for Forrest Gump for this movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Hilarious. Or, or is it the other Hilarious. way around? I forget. But they traded, basically they traded Forrest Gump for this movie because this was like a hot script. And like, I just watched the movies that made us on Forrest Gump. And apparently the script for that movie is like total garbage. And it was just like in a huh. bin for like years. Like it's, you know, the, the skeleton of the story is still there, but like all the other stuff in yeah. the Forrest Gump story is just not that good. So I kind of understand that a little bit more, but still. But the moment that you see the doctor from Lethal Weapon talk about her getting married, you know that she's going to die. I just did not expect her to die that quickly because she does within like the next like 45 seconds later, just boom, dead. Mm-hmm. I thought she just got knocked out until they find her. And I was like, oh, 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 she's she's dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess she can only film for a day. <laughs> <laughs> she got to get back to the Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And then also, so the other, um, you know, the other blonde flight attendant in this movie Mm -hmm. that didn't say anything. That's Marla Maples, Trump, who was married to Trump at the time. (laughs) Oh my God. Yep. She was, uh, she was Trump's mistress that, uh, you know, once he married Ivana and then he, you know, got divorced and married her and then she got caught (gasps) fucking one of his bodyguards. So then they got divorced. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, that's where the divorce came from. Okay. Great. Yep. So, terrorists, they take control of the plane with the head of this crew named Eltar, demanding the release of one of the one-armed guy from The Fugitive. And also on this plane is a popular U.S. senator, as well as a frumpy, unsuspecting air marshal who hides his gun and badge in his seat, which will come back later as well. This guy. This guy, like, what What the fuck else has he been in? Office space. Yep, office exactly. space. Okay. Yep. Office space. He's the one who it's gets hit by the, by the car, right? I work with a goddamn customer so the engineers don't have to. Oh, that, I have oh, people skills. What is wrong <laughs> with you people? <laughs> this guy would be the best, like, cop eating a donut. Oh, like, for God, any yeah. extra in any movie. Like, Chief it's Wiggum. that guy. <laughs> Just meh. 
Man, I'm just going to eat this donut. I don't care if the bank robbers ran by. I'm not catching them. Spilling coffee on his tie. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, then we cut to Washington. Yeah, so we're still bouncing around here. With, yeah. Uh, with Kurt Russell stealing two glasses of champagne at a Black Tux event and trying to fuck a blonde with free hockey tickets when he gets called to the Pentagon where he says that Altar is ancient Arabic for revenge, and his real name is Hassan, and he believes that Hassan purposely wanted his boss to get captured, and uh, they can't let the plane make it into U.S. soil because he has that stolen Soviet uh, weapon, and he will use it. It's just so intertwined. It's like, okay, so now we have to believe, like, we have to now understand that these Chechen people stole this fucking nerve gas, and this fucking Algerian dude knew about it, and now he got it, and now he's tagged the plane. I'm like, it's just, just, there's just so much shit going on. It it doesn't make any sense, but it's a fun ride. I mean, it's honestly, it's a fun ride. Like, what is, are you gonna do? Is. I I just he's a contractor, like he's private sector think tank, like who shows up to to like a meeting of the Joint Chiefs of Staff with the 747 with 400 people on board, you know, flying towards the United States, still in a tuxedo, like, and everyone's still taking him seriously, except Nobody's. of course for Steven Seagal. Nobody's taking him seriously. They wouldn't even let him into the room. Remember, like they they all scoff at him, and he like has to throw his badge, and then he starts talking, and they interrupt him. <laughs> like, yeah, there's they weren't they weren't respecting him until he until he actually started speaking up. Oh, yeah, about the nerve gas. Let me explain with this glass of water. It's like, oh, this is going to be a good one. That always gets I just saw this in Die Hard 3 last year (laughs) with the shoe. (laughs) I was kind of like when the whole, um, he was, Kurt Russell was like, who's in charge of counterterrorism? They're like, Colonel so-and-so, like Steven Seagal. And he was like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, Kurt Russell definitely like, you know, bangs Steven Seagal's wife. You know what I mean? I was like, there has to be some like deep, deep rift between these two for them to like hate each other so much. And it's just like, no, this guy gave him bad Intel. It's like, Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't explain yeah. this, like this panic to which Kurt, Kurt Russell's in to which Kurt Russell's like, I didn't give you bad Intel. You were late. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to measure our dicks. But this little combo kind of reminds me of when, like, Law and Order and uh, NYPD Blue would have, like, those joint episodes. It's just like the Steven Seagal movies meeting with the Kurt Russell, like, thriller movie in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, looks yeah. like we're going to have to team up, but I don't like you. <laughs> but I don't like you either. You use your brain. You don't know when to, you don't know when to sit down and use your brain. <laughs> Maybe we can use our brains together. So Seagal then convinces everyone that his team can take control of the plane with an experimental mid-air insertion with the help of an engineer that he knows, played by Oliver Platt, with the kicker that Kurt Russell has to go with them as punishment for being the brain behind the failed mission in the cold open. I just like how how they're so agreeable to this. They're just yeah. like, it's literally like Dumb and Dumber where they're like, pick them up. <laughs> Who's the next unqualified person to go on this special ops mission? Pick them up. Make sure you bring the janitor no, with you on the way out. They would be like, everyone in the room would be like, no, you're not just going to bring these random people along because you feel like it. Yeah. Also, right after this, they're like, all right, guys, need to like get rid of half of our equipment to make weight. And it's like, just get rid of fucking Oliver Platt and you guys would be fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he did take up about an eighth of uh, yeah the actual mass that that plane needed to fucking take off. It's a big boy. But- I really like the plane though when they're when they're discussing it the remora because that's the fish so like Tim if you and I were going to be fish 
This mm-hmm. is exactly what we would be because all it does mm-hmm. is just suction cup onto a big ass shark. It takes, you know, little bites out of the food that the shark eats and the shark does all the swimming. It exactly. doesn't have to move. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it just hangs out. It's, like it's a bottle feeder. <laughs> it's like yeah, a welfare exactly. fish. You know what I mean? Just feeding up, feeding up my tax money. Socialist <laughs> plan. That's what it is. <laughs> Built with what? Taxpayer money. Okay. Taxpayer <laughs> money. So, Trump 2024. <laughs> So, uh, Tim, I know you're an engineer. So, what are your thoughts behind this, like, air linking sleeve machine? <laughs> As your eyes buck out of your head. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Probably, uh... Looks good to me. Probably not going to work. If I, if, you had, if I had to put money on it, if you had to, if you asked me, said, is this going to work or not? I'd be like, no. No, it's not going to work. They cut the Tim, who's the expert, that's in the room, and he says a bunch of, like, potato chips on his in his face. He's like, what? Oh, no, no, it looks good to me. Yeah, it's all good. Checks out. Is this going to work? I'll tell you what, for the money you paid me, it better. <laughs> <laughs> I walk out of the room, I walk out of the room and be like, that ain't going to work. I got I to start applying to new jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have started thinking about this before, before yesterday. You know, it is kind of a shoddy idea, though, when they're like, yeah, we tried giving it to NASA. They took a look at it and they said we didn't want to use it. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's put the best in the biz up there. I mean, I guess it's one of those... It's one of those things that, like, from a first principle standpoint, you can go, okay, I understand it. But, like, once you start introducing, like, reality to it, you're like, no. Like, what happens when the bottom plane just, like, moves up a little because it's smaller and it's going to be affected by, like, wind currents a little bit more? Yeah, headwind? It's not going to get any of the fucking headwind from that huge 747? Yeah, no, it's just going to fucking fly up through the bottom of it. And it's gonna fling that dead. That's gonna fling that dead stewardess's body at the top. You know what I mean. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure like the uh, the control panel in the cockpit would like start beeping if like if one of the doors at the bottom of the plane opened up. Yeah. Oh no! It oh, does. It did. Yeah. yeah it fuck. Does. That's it right. Does. I didn't write any of that shit down. Yeah, it does. And then they have the little little uh, like a piece of gum basically to stick on it for like. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, they have the little piece of plastic they put inside of a pizza box to Paper keep clip. it from getting soggy. Like, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it's a clip. And then, of course, like, it's so fallible, someone just knocks it out. And they're like, oh, whoops. Yep. Terrorist, no, no. But the whole umbilical cord thing, it's basically just a slinky with, like, black electrical tape around yeah. it. Like, yeah, of course, it's, it's it not going to make it. I mean, you can't, you can't, they have to pull, like, they have to pull, like, a, what was it, like, a, uh, it's like 80 PSI worth of a vacuum. I mean, how are you going to get that seal on that little rubber? The little rubber uh, condom up there, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't think you are. And then also, uh, where are you where are you hiding this compressor? Where are you hiding this pump, this air pump that you know on this stealth bomber? I don't think they make them. So like, oh hey, you know, put some space in the back of that in case some guys want to put a fucking uh, you know compressor pump in there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Logic is not the uh, the strongest suit of this movie. No, but I just, I, to be honest, like I suspend, uh, when I'm watching movies, I try not Mm -hmm. to be like, that doesn't make any sense. I hate the people who are like watching Interstellar and be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like it's a fucking movie. Yeah. Dipshit. Just watch it and enjoy it. is also an astronaut. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah. He's not saying anything about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Like none of it's going to make sense. No. Real life is boring. So, all right, let's get into the docking scene though. So the special ops crew, they begin to board the plane. But then they hit some big turbulence with uh, 
Joe Morton or John Morton, who's a uh, cappy. He uh, breaks his neck. So Kurt Russell climbs up to help with a uh, Seagal right behind him. But then they quickly gain altitude and the entire plane's about to decompress with uh, Russell saying, we're not going to make it. And then Seagal says, you are, as he closes the hatch, which then breaks apart as we see a CGI Seagal go flying out of this plane like a rag doll. <laughs> So Just can I can I tell you what I was thinking yeah. about at the beginning at the beginning when they got on the plane I thought to myself this is what's going to happen Kurt Russell's going to end up on the plane Steven Seagal is going to end up in the other plane and he's going to have to like tell Kurt Russell what how to be a fucking ninja right yeah I was not expecting <laughs> to go flying out the plane. Steven Seagal to just no. go flying out of the plane, and then thirty minutes into the movie, him to just be no, Dead. never, ever, ever brought up again, dude. What a awesome, like, just secret that people do, I mean, people don't know about this. Like the, the scene of this movie. Like, why is this not a popu- more popular scene? Like the movie made one hundred fifty million dollars. Like it's Steven Seagal. No one ever talks about him. Just. His little CGI rag, rag body just going flying it, out. Unless unless Seagal is the only real A, like, well, he's not even A-list, but like, you know, let's just say A-list actor in the movie. That's how much, conse- like, he's not consequential. Like, that's, yeah. that's what it speaks to. Everyone's like, oh, that sucks. All right, back on to Kurt Russell. Great. This like, is his heyday, though. This is when, like, Seagal was at his biggest, <sighs> like, 96. So he really, he really put butts in seats. I just find yeah. it so funny. Cause like, even as a kid, like watching any of those movies, I was like, this guy's kind of poopy. Yeah. He's, he's, Dude, he's on the, he's, he's on the cover with Kurt Russell, like him and Kurt Russell are, you know, top yeah. bill. The foreign, in the foreign uh, covers, he is, they, they, add, they, um, they took him off in the U S and then they added him <laughs> to uh, the foreign markets to get more because Seagal like did well overseas. Him right. and Van Damme were the big sellers. So- what was the whole thing here, Max? Why did... Okay, so... Yeah, how was this Originally, allowed? his head was going to explode due to the decompressor. <laughs> but he That's refused to do it. <laughs> saying his, his, his fans wouldn't like that. So he refused to do that. He needed to be more heroic. And then also, apparently, he read the script and suggested that his character doesn't die and he saves the day. Th- yep, there you go. And they're like, that's not in the script, Steven. You have to die. You signed up for the movie to die in the first 30 minutes. That's what's happening. <laughs> He's like, well, then Did I don't you want not to read the script? <laughs> Did you not read the script? Are you kidding me? Do you think Steven Seagal can not. even read? I, I don't that's, think he can that's, read. that's a real question. Yeah. <laughs> I read it at my dojo the other day, and I think that I need to be the hero of this movie. I, I gotta be like, honest. I'm just shocked that he signed up for a movie where he wasn't going to be the hero. Yeah, he must have got paid a lot for this movie. Or got some kind of deal, done. some picture deal with Joel Silver or something who produced right. this. Maybe some of the gross, like whatever it was. Something. But I, I, I do love that the director like cast him away, but made sure to show us that the pilot of the stealth bomber like <laughs> yes. actually got out. It was like, oh, yeah, I was more concerned about the pilot than him. He was like, oh, he's gone. Did the pilot make it? Yeah. It would have been great if the pilot hit the, uh, hit the self-deject and just went crashing straight into the plane. <laughs> Dude, that would have been good. The thing that really shocks me is that he, again, like he was never like... There was absolutely nothing else. Like the rest of this movie, an hour and a half. Nothing about Steven Seagal. Like there wasn't even like, oh, the colonel left us this tool. Because yeah, he knew, nothing. you know, He's done. nothing. nothing. No. It was like he might as well exist. not even have been in the movie. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> 
All right. So the original plan for this this team, which immediately backfires, was uh, to find the weapon, use a sleeper agent to knock everyone out on the plane, then take control of the plane. But instead, only three functional special ops make it, which are uh, BD, Wong, uh, Ligazamo, and Hollywood. And then we got a broken-necked Cappy to go along with the two civilians of Kurt Russell and Oliver Platt. And uh, they also only have half of their gear, and they don't have the sleeper agent, or um, they don't have the, 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 whatever it is. Hold on, what is it? Yeah, they yeah, don't have sleep gas. Sleep gas, shit, yeah. Like the communications equipment, so they can't even let anyone know that they're there. Yeah. <laughs> so Ligazamo, instead, he just decides to take control of the situation and uh, decides that they're going to use spy cameras and a microphone to ID the terrorists on board while uh, BD Wong searches for the bomb with their plan that they'll be able to disable the bomb and then take down the bad guys. And also, Oliver Platt immediately tries to give it all away. Like, we're going to negotiate with him. It's going to be fine. And tries to run up the ladder into the cabin. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Immediately freaks the fuck out. That's, honestly, as an engineer, that's what pissed me off more. Fucking, how you you make Oliver Platt look like a fucking piece of shit this whole time. Shut up, fat boy. Yeah. Yeah, they do get one of those in there, of course. Yep. This is the part of the movie I think that they could have really trimmed down on. Like, there's a lot of loose fat right here. Like, we did not need to see BD Wong search, like, every single luggage. We didn't... And then, like, Ligazamo and the other dude, like, they're drilling holes. Like, they show every hole being drilled. And then Kurt Russell, they literally show him just doing data entry, being like, okay, one bad guy in row four. Here's a machine gun type. But, like, we don't need any of this shit. Just do no, it once. and they literally never show that diagram ever again. He spends, <laughs> like, 40 minutes just punching in where they think they are, even though everybody knows these are black ops guys. They have like fucking photographic memories. Like, oh, he's on the door to the left. Got that. I'll know that for the next 60 years until I die. Like, like, I just want to know who created this computer program. Like where you can just, you know, take out sections of a plane, like what? And, and like assign people to seats. I'm like, who needed this? And (laughs) then created it so that the fucking military could use it. It's just ridiculous. Government bloat, Tim. Government bloat. I mean, if that is, that, that's government bloat right there for sure, John. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree, Max. It's like, okay, we've established their, we've established all the problems and we've established who's going to like be the leader. And we have established like a general like plan. We don't need to then see them executing every single millisecond of the plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they do. I'm surprised they didn't show the guys like taking a pee break in this movie. (laughs) Right. They show fucking everything. But um, apparently around this scene, you know, when uh, Ligazamo makes that joke about Kurt Russell having like smelly feet, I guess like they got into a fight over that. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah. Like. The A-listers did not like Ligazamo. Like he got, I guess they got into a shoving match over that. And then also like Steven Seagal, like shoves uh, Ligazamo into a wall, into like a brick wall because uh, they were doing rehearsals. I actually like watched the interview segment of of it and they're doing rehearsals. And I guess like Seagal went over to everybody and he's like, I'm the expert in all violence and whatever, you know, fighting. He said something basically, yeah, yeah, he's just like, I'm the the expert in fighting and we're going to do it my way. And I guess Ligazano was like, 
and he thought he was joking. And then Seagal like fucking like did a forearm, like shoved and like pushed him right into a fucking wall. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did he have bodyguards like the porn star and uh, Predator just to make sure that he didn't beat up the fucking <laughs> cast too? Like, this guy sounds like a fucking loose cannon. Like, no wonder the director was like, fuck this guy. We're we'll killing him as soon as we fucking can. Like, get him the fuck out. Yeah. Like, no. And he's got like one scene with Kurt Russell in this movie in which they're both on screen at the same time. Like, I think that was Ugh. intentional. Yeah. Oh, they were not going to get along. No, definitely not. No. I yeah. like John Leguizamo, though, because he's just like a dude. He's fucking great. Yeah, he's just like he's a Puerto Rican dude from the South Bronx. He doesn't give a fuck. No. Dude, he's fantastic. He was even good in John Wick. He was good in that shitty Land of the Dead zombie reboot. Like, he's fucking great. Everything he's great he shows everything. up, and it's always like, he's fantastic. I he's like great him. in everything. The only time he misses is when they try and make him a leading man. Don't make yeah. him a leading man. Just, he needs to be yeah. a supporting character. He's the big fat clown in Spawn. That's Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was fucking golden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. He looks great fat. <laughs> and white. Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Russell, he's able to ID Hassan in a tense scene where Halle Berry covers for him through this fucking airplane elevator, which I didn't know existed. Uh, did me either. This airplane, like the size dimensions make no sense whatsoever. This is the biggest, most vast airplane in history. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of the triple deckers and like the bubble where there's like a third, third floor, but yeah. I mean, they have standing room like in the attic. Yeah. Plenty of standing I, room. I mean, they're just crawling over to place. Jesus. And I mean, uh, you know, the whatever. I'm not going to get into the details no. of why. Like, no one heard them, much less power drilling, you know, through the ceiling and the floor. Like, I get it. An airplane's loud, but whatever. Through the fucking, okay. through the overhead luggage. Like, you would definitely hear people talking above you. <laughs> They'd be like, dude, yeah. is there somebody up here? Yeah. Dude, crawling around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes this plane is super choppy and loud. Other times it is like you're not e- like it's just you're on ground. Like you forget that you're in an airplane. But um, let's see. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, they find the bomb, which has enough juice to wipe out the entire eastern seaboard. And uh, Cappy, he can't do it on his own due to his broken neck. So Oliver Pratt comes in to help uh, successfully dismantle the bomb. But right as the boys brace for a surprise attack. Cappy calls it off, saying that someone has a remote detonator. Then he passes out from the morphine. <laughs> I just oh, love so this. Oh, so that's what it was. Okay. It's ca- yeah. it's oh, just kind of like, He hey, says that. Um, he's like, you better hurry up before the morphine kicks in. <laughs> that's what he says. Okay. Because right. like all of a sudden, he's like, uh, 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 morphine. Uh, Why does he need cool. morphine? He's fucking paralyzed. <laughs> he feels <laughs> that's shit. A good, that's a fucking good point. <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he needs to pass out. Yeah, he doesn't need. Yeah, he, he needs morphine for another reason. He's like he's like Greg House. You know what I mean from House. <laughs> um, but I love these movies where they're like, this bomb isn't big enough to wipe out the Eastern Seaboard. It's like no bomb is. No bomb's big enough to do that. I'm sorry. No, it's just not. Like, no. do you realize how big the Eastern fucking Seaboard is? Pretty big. Also, like. Nerve agents, nerve gases don't fucking work like that. It doesn't just, tra- it, it gets dispersed in the air, it gets caught in air circulation, it goes back up into the atmosphere. It doesn't. Uh, That's wh- why they have the explosives attached to it. <laughs> oh, to give it extra. Oomph. Yeah, a little extra juice <laughs> on, just, the, on, the, on the stem there. Yeah. I, I, I just. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's fine. It's all filler. It's just bad guys it, it having is, a big it is bad filler. thing. 
And, you know, like, I bitch about it, and I was still anxious when they were fucking with this bomb. Like, I was still like, okay, I mean, you know. It's, the bomb shit's right. fucking intense. <laughs> they do yeah. a good job. They do a good job of suspense yeah. in this. For it's a really corny, movies, stupid movie. It's one of these movies you just don't, I mean, we're, you don't do exactly what we're doing right now. You don't read into any of it. Why would you? No, it's not, no, it's not meant to. It's just meant to be entertaining. It's a little, it's like a roller coaster, right? It's cheap. Yep. It's cheap fun, cheap thrills, and just enjoy it. This is a perfect afternoon movie on TV. Like a perfect Dude. filler, time waste. You got if, nothing else to do. Sit on the couch, hungover, watch it. Back, back on the old Timster was hitting the bottle hard. This was like a Saturday at 11 o'clock. I'm, I'm incapacitated, hungover on the couch. This is the movie you put on. Yep. Yep. You know, Tim, Tim, don't, don't lie to me. You're watching the lethal weapon series when you're on the couch. Of course I am. How do you think I like those so much? Why do you think I like those so much? Because I was so hungover so often that the only thing that would soothe me is Martin Riggs and Danny Glover's uh, cop buddy bond. Murta. All right. So meanwhile, the one-armed man, is he's not actually a one-armed man, but I don't know his fucking name in this. So he's on a private jet to freedom and he calls off the attack, but Hassan refuses saying he's going to deliver a death blow to the U.S. So the secretary of defense prepares for an airstrike saying, call the president. It's an executive decision now. But then the president, the oh president's God. like out of, out of town. Apparently yeah. can't be reached. What, what is that? He doesn't give a shit. He's going to blow job on Epstein's Island. That's what's really happening. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the Lolita Express. Oh, thank God they didn't hijack that one. You don't get to see the president once. You don't get to hear from the president once. Like, you know, a senator's on the phone about to get shot in the face, and they're still like, no, we can't put him on. Sorry. It's like, what are you pass blocking for? What is he? He's just like, uh, he's just like on Air Force One. Like, oh, tell him I'm, (laughs) who is it? Oh, tell him I'm (laughs) busy. (laughs) It's a senator, a Democrat, a Republican. Yeah. Oh, he's a Republican. Uh, oh, tell him I'm busy. Hey, Prince Andrew, take a picture of this. <laughs> hey, hey, Andy, I know you can't sweat. Come over here. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, yeah, so back on the plane, Kurt Russell overhears the second in command getting killed by his son after he calls him out for not sticking to the original plan to fly to Algeria, which means that the other bad guys don't know about the bomb for some reason. So there must be a sleeper agent on the plane with his hand on the trigger. And even if they kill all the bad guys, the sleeper agent can still set off the bomb. And there's not enough time to check all 400 passengers on board and they're going to need some help. So Kurt calls on their MVP flight attendant, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. MVP. Who up Mm -hmm. until this point has been on the screen like once for 20 seconds. She was, she was, like in the beginning of the movie, set it up to be a key, pivotal character, someone who's going to drive a lot of the plot. Cutscene, 45 minutes later, she's just like, she sees Kurt Russell. She's like, gives him a thumbs up. That's the <laughs> next time. And now she's, this is like, you know, she comes back. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You see, like, this whole setup. They made like a huge deal about her going down to the galley to get food. And then that paid off nowhere. Like it didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. It just went. All she did was find her dead friend. Yeah. That that was it. it. Yeah. That's literally it. It's just to show that like you could have just had the terrorist just snap that girl's neck instead. And then we would all know that she was dead and not even have that scene. Mm -hmm. Whatever. (laughs) 
fun. Halle Berry pulling it together, dude. Just fucking black ops. Like all of a sudden she's also like 007. Yeah. <laughs> she also gets a fucking David Justice crow up smack to the face too in this scene from uh, Hussan. It shouldn't yeah. have been Halle Berry. It should have been, um, it should have been J-Lo. <laughs> Should have been Trump's every, wife getting a smack in the face. And, Sorry, guys. Every time, no, it, it should just had to get that in there. It should have been J Lo, and then every time, um, every time she did something, she'd be like, "I'm from the streets. You don't think I know how to do this? Oh I'm Jenny from Got the block. Like nine inch heels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> clear heels. You don't think I know how to but, be stealthy? As she walks in, like, hey, terrorists. <laughs> No, they couldn't. Have, they couldn't have her on the movie because her ass literally couldn't fit between the aisles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She'd turn around just like ah, just smacking people. I I will say so. Like so, Nagi, like the main bad guy who just like shot one of his own dudes, and then just like pimp smacks Halle Berry. He was the most intimidating bald man I think I've seen on screen <laughs> in a long time. I mean, like he actually was. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm scared of this guy. He's great in, in a this big way. I I, like, I thought he fantastic. did a really good job. Yeah, because he also does a really good job of like being soft-spoken and, like, very, like, articulate and just, you know, he's got that nice British accent. He seems like a smart dude. He's a great villain. And then out of nowhere, he'll just, like, kill somebody. Yeah, he's a great villain. He would have been a good diehard villain. Yeah, I th- yeah, he kind of reminds me of Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except he's actually a really a terrorist. Um, the funny thing, too, is that, you know, Kurt Russell keeps on bringing up hockey in this movie. He's in the, oh the movie Miracle. He's the, uh, the U.S. Olympic uh, um, doctor. Oh. Yep. Yeah, he's huh? a coach. I thought he was a doctor. No, he's a coach in that. Because uh-huh. I thought Kurt Russell was the coach. Yeah, well, Kurt Russell is Herb, the coach. I'm talking about the villain, Tim. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. The villain is the uh, is the team physician. No, I still maintain he's the coach. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Hassan's the coach of the U.S. hockey team. <laughs> As Tim channels Donald Trump here. Wrong. wrong. <laughs> I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to get a rally going to uh, challenge your opinions. And they're gonna, they are going to insurrect you. They're going to insurrect your houses. Today is the day to do it. Mm-hmm. Originally, okay, for the listeners at home, originally the, um, both Tim and John wanted us to do Independence Day. And we had planned a recording on January 6th. I'm like, sounds about right. Let's do Independence Day on January 6th. It'll be great. Yeah. Cool. It'll be great. I maintain that um, the aliens would have won if Trump was president. That would have been a fun, fun thing to watch. You just would have said they weren't real. Yeah, he just denied them. Yeah. Swamp gas. Believe me, by Easter, they'll be gone. <laughs> All these aliens, they'll be gone by Easter. Operation, what was his operation? Um, warp speed. Operation warp speed. They'll be, they'll be warp speed back to, uh, warp speeded back to space. Back to the shithole space that they come from. Yeah. So, anyways. The president, he makes his executive decision to shoot the plane down. And they're 15 minutes outside of U.S. airspace when Halle Berry IDs the sleeper agent next to the diabetes lady, who we have, we have not mentioned yet. <laughs> yeah, who's also in everything, just like just I'm that sorry, person. I'm sorry, I have diabetes. I'm Wilfa Brimley's wife. <laughs> if I don't get my medicine soon, they're going to cut my leg off. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, meanwhile, Cappy and Oliver Platt learned that the bomb... Setup is a decoy. Oh my a lot God, of bomb I, I love the fake bomb. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And then you got the guy who's paralyzed on the ground like, I fucked up. I <laughs> fucked up. Dude, calm down. You're going to break another fucking part of your spine. Like, chill. What's that Denzel Washington movie where he's like a paralyzed detective? The bone collector. Bone, bone collector, yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is this is like the, um, like 
you know, Air Force One's meets Bone Collector with Kathy, where he's just like paralyzed and he's like. Well, in Terminator 2, I, like they just, I, he's so good in that one scene when he has the detonator in his hand when he gets shot up and yeah. he's like, I can't yeah. hold it much longer. And he's just like, you know, yep. about to die. They're like, good, just do that the entire movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. he can sweat like I have never seen too in both or, um, uh, Terminator Two and this just covered in a sheen. Yes. It's amazing. You could you could shave using him as a mirror. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. They just have a mist both machine movies. on him constantly. <laughs> it's getting soaked. <laughs> this is one of the sweatiest movies I've ever seen. By the end, by the third act, everyone is just fucking drenched in sweat. Like it turns into like. The movie Airplane, when you know he's trying to land the plane, it's just like a waterfall of water coming down his face. Like that's what they look like at the end of this movie. I know. <laughs> Basically, I feel like they just watched Die Hard of the Vengeance from the again from the year prior, and there's like, yeah, you know that bomb tension, just do that for like three hours. Yeah, be great. Well, and then when back. and then when you think this is a good ending point, don't <laughs> just don't <laughs> just don't. <laughs> All right, so uh, then as a fighter, uh, the fighter jets approach the plane, Hassan calls in the U.S. senator who offered to be a negotiator earlier in the movie to boost his political career. But instead, Hassan just blows his brains out to use him as an example. That yeah, was shot satisfying. real quick. Yep. That was so satisfying just to see the shithead politician. And of course, like when he first starts talking to the terrorist too, he's like, and then the terrorist is like, blah, 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 like says some shit. And he's like, oh, well that didn't work. Goes back and just bitches at his staffer. Yeah. Like you fucked this up. Look what you made me do now. <laughs> <laughs> Typical yelling at the shithead intern. Fucking politician. Yeah. Of it's all your, your fault. fault. <laughs> oh dude. He's like, um, I mean, honestly, who's, who's the guy from Die Hard? Which one? The cokehead. Oh, who walks in? Fuck! I know you're talking. Oh, God damn, what yeah. is his name? Wallace or something? You know, Leslie, it's not no, Wallace. Fucking no. God damn, I forget yeah. his name. We all know. We, yeah, Hans yeah. Booby, that guy. Hans Booby. Oh, I negotiate yeah. million dollar deals for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got, got something a, on your nose. Yeah, got buddy. something on your nose. <laughs> That's who the senator was. This honestly is. I mean, just just take. Take it's all the hard. tropes, the action movie tropes from uh, all the movies, put it in here. That's what it is. It's produced by the guy who produced Die Hard and the Lethal Weapon movies. So no surprise. Go, and man. Demolition Man. Yeah. No surprise. Yep. Yeah. The only mm-hmm. thing we're missing is Nick Cage with a long haircut with it blowing in the wind. Like, that's it. That in a jaded, like, police sergeant who's just bitching about the mayor being on his ass. That is the only thing we're missing <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Or the guy in like the control center being like, ah, the control center made it. It's going to be on my ass. <laughs> we got to divert these other planes. Dennis Franz, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, also, the, the senator, he's played by J.T. Walsh, who was always like a great villain. Mm-hmm. That, guy, that guy, he died in the 90s. He died way too young, but he was always, like, he was, he's great. I love that guy. He's just oh, he's, what, such a hateable face. What, what else was he in? He's been in a bunch of shit. He was in another movie with Kurt Russell the next year called Breakdown. Yeah, he was. Um, no, let's look him up again. Let's look him up right now. Let's do it. J.T. Walsh. J.T. Walsh. Ooh, his picture on IMDb is not flattering. He looks like he just walked out of a strip club. <laughs> well, he probably did. His Wikipedia well, picture yeah. is much better, but yeah, yeah, that one's not good. Oh, God, a few good men. You can't handle the truth. You yes. never saw that. I remember the rodeo burger from Burger King, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sling Blade, Nixon, oh. uh, Outbreak. Some negotiator. 
Yeah. Okay. The client, okay. blue chips. Shit, he even showed up on the X-Files at some point. He was in a lot of TV, okay. too. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was okay. like that guy. Okay. All right, so then right before they shoot down the plane, they see that Walsh or Hollywood, that guy, he's hot-wired a Morse code via brake lights, giving the good guys an extra 10 minutes. <laughs> My God. Yep. And that scene took about 20 minutes, actually, where the, <laughs> the fighter pilots are talking to everyone in the cockpit. That's 10 minutes right there. And like they're being ignored and they're still trying. And they had to film all of that. And then going back and forth in the sequence of them trying to hotwire the, yeah, the br- literal brake lights of the airplane to do Morse code. A few things here is, um, again, like Beck, John pointed out, Max, kind of to your original point. Why is it now that we've like the plan has been explained, why do we need to now follow every step of the plan to fruition? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And you know what I mean? And then there's a, something before where Kurt Russell was saying, again, kind of like as an engineer, where Kurt Russell's like, You're an engineer, use your instincts. I'm like, that's the exact thing you pay an engineer not to do. <laughs> you pay you pay them to not use their instincts. You pay them to use like math and science to figure out problems. You don't like, why Why would you pay someone to be like, hey, just use your gut, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Which well, also you fails get, because yeah. he's, about to cut yeah. The, yeah. he's about to cut the wire and then Morin, or what's his name? Cappy just yeah, wakes up and goes, yeah. whatever you do, do not cut that wire. Don't cut <laughs> that <laughs> wire. <laughs> Fuck. Good time for him to wake up, by the way. <laughs> Jesus. Right, exactly. Dude. Morphine moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> All right, so then uh, Kurt Russell, he just decides to improvise by holding Halle Berry at gunpoint, just gets right into the main cabin of the plane so he can get to the sleeper agent. But it's not him. But it's a trap. I audibly yelled out loud, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, why did we waste $10 of prop money for fake diamonds? Like, oh no, it's a guy who's flying with millions of dollars of diamonds. Like, what? Stolen those diamonds. Yeah, just... Just make it just make it racist and call it a day. He's the brown guy. <laughs> I'm Gleek. It's close enough. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Blow him away. <laughs> but uh, then Russell, he does ID the the real bad guy. And uh but Hassan, he has a clear shot of Russell. But then the jump to conclusion, Matt Air uh, Air Marshal shoots him before uh, he gets then gets shot himself like 18 times. Yeah, and then uh yeah, and then the special ops, they hit the lights and they kill most of the bad guys while Kurt and the sleeper agent get into a tussle. That's the only way I could describe what they're doing. They're just getting into like a, a middle-aged tussle. Um, <laughs> sweating and no breathing punching. on each other. Yeah. No punching, nope. no scratching. It's just them kind of just rustling around the ground. Just, yeah, sweating over each other. And then, uh, yeah, this uh, the sleeper agent, he does then hit the launch button. But thankfully... The straw that Oliver Platt had, uh, he's been biting on this whole time is just, is the, it's enough to just stop the whole bomb from diffusing, I guess. I don't fucking know. Jams a signal. I, 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 that is a very intricate and fallible ignition or detonation like mechanism for a bomb. That those two things need to, t- I don't fucking, whatever. I don't understand. It's just it. a switch. I was, it's a switch. It's the same thing that happens when you turn on a light. There's two pieces of metal that come in together and close the circuit. They didn't have to make it like this green nuclear reactor looking thing. It's just two pieces of metal that complete a circuit. That's all that happens. 
Oh, okay. See, I'm sorry. I was using my instincts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just like, it's just no, like, no, it no, looks no. like, it looks like the, uh, it looks like the center of the fucking, um, uh, it looks like the center of, uh, you know, the Death Star. It do, yeah, and, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It Why? Does. I, just to, to jump aside for a quick second, though, I did find it very funny. If they're like, okay, we kill the lights, Black Ops shows up with night vision. It's broad daylight and everyone has the windows open. It's still light inside <laughs> the inside of the plane. I, <laughs> I would have loved they come out. They're like, oh my God, I can't yeah, see anything. Oh, <laughs> the night <blind>. vision. <laughs> they just start firing into the air, just killing out the passengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, so I'm only halfway through what happens here because there's so much shit happening in like a two and a half minute span. It's going to take me longer to explain what happened than to actually watch what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. So, it was. <laughs> then another bumbling terrorist, he just shows up, spraying bullets everywhere. He gets shot. He, you know, shoots out a window that then decompressorizes the plane. So tosses a few passengers out. A couple of the terrorists no go deal. out. And then the pilots are somehow able to just regain control of the plane. And then it's just like flying normal again, basically, even though there's a huge fucking hole in the plane. And everyone starts celebrating and then they forget, oh yeah, there's still like the main terrorist around. Yeah, everyone's celebrating, except for us who then hit pause and see there's still a half an hour left in this movie. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Dude, when he was coming in for a landing, I pause it and I'm like, there's got to be 30 seconds left in this movie. And I'm like, 20 minutes? 20 minutes? What the fuck? (laughs) This movie should have ended half an hour ago. There's 20 minutes left? Yeah. That's what you say yourself. What is he going to do? Like, fuck up the landing and have to do it again? Yup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's add that to the script. Oh, my God. This is also the, at the point when I texted you guys being like, the end of this movie is like, it's a fucking like a adrenaline rush. I didn't realize that there was still so much time left in this movie because I didn't hit pause. But all this shit is happening. It is pretty intense and fun. Like, I'm not oh, doing yeah. a good job yeah. explaining it. But um, then, you know, right after this, though, and then, you know, it's a close call. And then there's more. So then Hassan, he he isn't dead. He goes up, he shoots Ligazamo in the back, and then he fires into the cockpit, killing both pilots before getting shot and killed himself. So I find it very, very important. Well, actually just disconcerting that for a very long time, the cockpit like the, the cockpit, you could just like punch a hole through the wall to get into it. Like what's it was it after 9/11 that they decided to make yeah, the cockpits like you couldn't break into because them. it was too you easy to break into like anything. Yeah. Like don't you think that's probably like the most important part of the plane like no matter what like maybe just maybe like I don't know put a couple Kevlar vests into the wall as insulation if you got it like if that's cheap like do whatever you got to do. But yeah, they yeah. don't have airbags in the front of the cockpit so might as well have some kind of protection <laughs> other you know more, shit. In, more important than Boeing's profits John I think not. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes, gonna, I forget. It's got to put they, too much weight on the plane. We're not going to be able to put more people on. They saved a, they saved three dollars per plane by not making it bulletproof. <laughs> you're welcome, shareholders. Yeah, you're welcome, shareholders. You got an extra point oh 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 one cent in your dividend mm-hmm. because of that. Yep. Hopefully, you have ten thousand shares like we all do. Right, and Warren <laughs> Buffett saying, "Thank you." <laughs> So Russell, he then takes the control of the plane and radios for help, but they can't hear him. So and he uh, can't crash land due to the bomb on board. So Halle Berry rushes in to read him the instruction manual, which we also do get. So we get some instruction ma- manual reading in this movie. There's that. But then in the most Jack Burn way possible, he misses the runway and they have to do it all over again. 
Uh, dude, this whole thing, because this is, again, like the call, like my, my thing about the callbacks or like the things paying off, you know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I remember saying to myself when he landed the plane at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, oh, he's definitely going to have to like land the plane later in this. And then I totally forgot about that because it happened eight days ago. Same. I completely forgot he doesn't apply. And then at the end, I'm like, wait, he flies? I'm like, oh yeah, he does fly, doesn't he? Yeah. That happened. That's that seemed to have happened, you know, in a past life. But yeah, I, I also love where he he gets into the cockpit and he's like, "Okay, I can do this." And he's like, "An airplane's an airplane." And he like looks down and there's like literally a thousand buttons. Here. Yeah, oh, and oh, half of them oh. are shot out with bullet holes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Oh, the screens are gone." Then <laughs> hmm. there's so many beeping sounds going on in the scene too. That that airplane is just so many noises. And I also love the firefighters that are on the ground watching all this. One of one of the guys goes, goes "What the hell?" And then the other dude goes, "Oh, he's way too high." <laughs> Just like judging the line. Okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're fucked. That's great. <laughs> and then there's like the force moment where Halle Berry's like, "Just fly the plane," and he's like, "Yeah." You're right, Yoda. Let's just fly the Close plane. <laughs> Close his eyes. Let's go in the controls. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I thought. <laughs> I took that a different way. Too little. The ass is kicking in. I think Obi-Wan's behind me. You know, I was also, I was a runner-up for Han Solo. You know that, right? Yeah, Kurt, you told me that already. Okay. All right. You know, even in that movie, doesn't believe in the fourth, Kurt. (laughs) So then we get a call back from the beginning of the movie and Kurt knows where the other landing field is. It's right next to the baseball field. Right next to the baseball field, guys. Yeah. So he lands it. All right. Running over everything in sight, including twenty miniature private jets. <laughs> I was gonna say they destroyed a lot of uh, they destroyed a lot of model planes. In that scene. <laughs> so many, so many little five foot tall planes getting destroyed in the scene. But uh, he's eventually able to stop the plane in a sandbank with him saying, "Thing practically lands themselves, don't they?" <laughs> you go, Kurt. Yucka, 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 yucka. Hey, the big butts for buddy. You should have said it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> that would have been so much better. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that Jack Burton come back. All the reflexes. I mean, if you were going to make this yeah. a real, a real action movie, that's when the Bound Chicka Wow Wow would have started, mm-hmm. and it just would have just a fifteen minute sex scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then midway through, Hassan would come back because they yep. always need to have the callback of the villain not being dead, and then he'd yep. shoot him like as he's coming into Kelly Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Never been in a mile high club, but this will do it. This this will suffice. <laughs> oh God. All right, so to wrap up the movie, Kurt gets the salute from the special op boys, and then he gets a grand prize in which he wins a date with Halle Berry. As the movie ends with Kurt Russell asking her if she likes hockey, and she says she only likes baseball. Because she was married to a baseball player at the time. Mm, she was married David to David okay. Justice, right? She's married to David Justice at the time, yes. Yep. Oh, God, I forgot about Justice. Yep. Huh. What was he, third base, Yankees at the end? He's an outfielder. outfielder. No, yeah. outfielder, yeah. fuck. Oh, he yeah. didn't end, he didn't oh, end with I'll the Yankees, he went to the A's. Went to the A's is when, yeah. Yeah. Played a season. Th- I, I guess I'm thinking of 98? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that was, it was after 98. No, he was with the Indians In back the then. Fuck Scott Brocious, I can tell you exactly who was like the third baseman of any year. <laughs> Yeah, Scott Brocious was third baseman back then. Okay, so it was Brocious. Brocious was in 98. Yeah. Yeah. David Jessen had basically all his good years in Cleveland, and the Yankees paid way too much for him. Yep, as they they do. Yep, and then he went to to the 
A's and had like one more okay year. Decent year. Yeah. With the A's paying for half his contract, as we learned from Moneyball, because he's in the movie Moneyball. And then he just kind of died. Yeah. He's good, though. Well, pretty pretty yeah, solid player. player. I like David Justice. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Time for trivia. I don't have a whole lot here, but... So, um, the guy Hollywood in this movie, he was uh, Kurt Russell's brother-in-law back in the 80s when uh, Kurt Russell was married to his sister. Huh. Wait, Kurt Russell? Yep. Okay, no, no, no. Before Goldie Hawn. So then, yeah, I get they it. got divorced. And, yeah. I get it. I, I thought you were saying Carrot Russell married his own sister. And I'm like, how is this that bigger news? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, yep, I already told the story about the whole thing. Let's see. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Hold on. I got more details on the whole, uh, the pressure cabin thing. Yeah, so like Seagal's head was going to explode. He refused to do the scene, saying his fans wouldn't like it. And then the director insisted he has to do what was scripted. And then Seagal held up filming for a few days out of protest and argued that the scene wasn't realistic. So then finally, after a threat for like a contractual breach, he agreed to do the scene. And then they just re-scripted the death scene. They just changed it up. To fuck him over. What a fucking child. Yeah. What a fucking child. Yep. He was also facing like several... Like sexual assaults and like physical assaults on women at the time. Like this is right when he. This is when he fell off. Is right after this movie. Honestly, can you imagine what you have to do to get me too back then? (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, like the mid nineties. Jesus, you have to do some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? You have to do some fucked up shit to get me too back then. Well, apparently, and then he, go like and and admit to it, and then tell all your friends and everybody else about mm-hmm. it too, like where they could just under the rug, like, oh no, I did that. He would do castings Steve. in his uh, hotel room for female uh, act actors. Oh, yeah, f- fucking god. Yeah, dude. that's yep, yep. He's a huge piece of shit. Fuck Steven Seagal. <laughs> Can you imagine the dummies that would show up to that being like, oh, this is totally fine. Yep. You know, you're probably married two of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kathy Brock, I'm sure, is like that. Anyway, okay, box office game. How much did this movie cost? How much did it make? I say it cost about seventy five, and it made a hundred and forty. I think it cost seventy six, and it made a hundred and forty one. <laughs> it cost fifty five, and it made a hundred and twenty two. Damn it. Oh, mm-hmm. John wins. Okay. Okay. Pretty solid. Lucky on that one. Yeah. Pretty solid. It's not bad. No. For the nineties. Yeah. With inflation too. That's a pretty good always going to, his movies are always going to make money, right? Moderately. Yeah. 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 They'll, they'll definitely, yeah. Dude, they'll, you know, just a dude, good day at work. Yeah. Honest day's mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie opened at number two on the weekend of March 15th, 1996 to 12 million. Uh, any, any guess what, ne- uh, what number one was that week? Uh, so this was 96. Mm-hmm. So with Jurassic Park? No, what was that? Men in Black. 93. Two? Men in Black. Jurassic Park 2 was 97. Men in Black is 97. Okay, here's a, here's uh, a hint. Um, it stars Nathan Lane and another guy who has done Disney movies. The Birdcage. Yeah. The oh, I just, we just watched that. That was good. That's such a fucking good movie. We just talked okay. about that, yeah. too. I was, I was just at the Carlisle Hotel during uh, Thanksgiving. I saw, yeah. I saw the real birdcage. Yeah. 
We watched that uh, with the family over Christmas. It holds it's up. It's a great it's movie. It's cool. so fucking good. It's still so funny. I mean, Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. <laughs> Except the son is a wrong. fucking shithead, but yeah. But yeah, Nathan Lane was fucking Nathan Lane's amazing in that movie. <laughs> 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 so goddamn good. All right, let's get into questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite? Um, oh, God. Mm-hmm. What's really to like? <laughs> who's really to like? Honestly, I think the, the main terrorist is my favorite. He did the best job. Mm-hmm. He was like the best actor Son. in this whole thing. And um, yeah. interesting eyes. Do you guys notice his eyes? How like the lower part of so, his, uh, yeah. I think it's contacts. Is it contacts? No. I think it's contacts. I think it's just contacts. Like From now the they're like, con- I mean, you know, 20 years and like contact tech is like come huge. We're like, you can leave them in. Yeah. But I think they were contacts. Okay. They were blue underneath. Yeah. It's like that sliver yeah. underneath each eye was just too perfect. Yeah, it was interesting. I couldn't stop looking at his eyes. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck's up with his eyes? <laughs> you do get a fucking close up to just sit there. Cause like, you know, just like this movie, there's like a five minute long scene where you're just staring directly into his eyes that are like six inches from the camera. They do a lot of that. Um, they do a lot of just like close pan up shots. They'll they'll have like a like an exterior shot, and then they'll just like zoom in real close on somebody in the next shot because this director is an editor and he just wanted to show off, <laughs> just have a billion fucking cuts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Least favorite, uh, you know, I think my least favorite is the absentee president. Like, where are you? Why are you not there? I don't understand. Like that whole premise to me, terrible. That's my least favorite. No, no, that's what the situations room for. Situation room is for. We had that. We've had that since the nineties. We know we've had that since mm-hmm. the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it's God. been in every single action movie. So how is it not real? That must have been a dig against Clinton. It had to have been like it's re-election year. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Bob Dole's getting it. Fuck him. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole would pick up the phone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my favorite's BD Wong because he just. Did his fucking job. He did do his job. And looked beautiful doing it the whole time. So he was just fucking great. I forgot that I like him, even though, like, I don't think we actually got to hear more than, like, five words out of him in, like, any movie minus, like, the Jurassic Park remix. Uh, in Mulan. Loved him. He's in, He's the uh, and, He's the guy in Mulan. Who does he play in Mulan? The, does he the play main, the Mongolian? No, the, uh, the captain. The, uh, the love interest. Oh. He plays the Asian. The love interest. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are welcome. Who's the Asian one? <laughs> China. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Do the math. Glad I'm glad I clear that up for you guys. I'm always around to help if you ever need it. <laughs> <laughs> my my least favorite Steven Seagal. Like I honestly I had no idea. I just I, I hate him so much that I've never looked into him whatsoever. So I didn't know until you guys started talking about it that like he's like an actual like rapist piece of shit. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, but now, like, especially, like, fuck Steven Seagal. I fucking hate him so much. I don't care what he's in. I don't care how good it is. Fuck it. He sucked. He really fucking sucked. It's kind of like Michael Jackson to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite. I mean, Thriller's, Thriller's still Thriller. Yep. You know? Yeah. yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah, I'll say my favorite is Steven Seagal. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fuck yourself. Hey, you know what? He overexceeded my expectations of what Steven Seagal would be in a movie. He was much better than I thought he would be. All right. <laughs> Much better than Casey Ray back in this one. You just gave him a completion trophy. That is exactly what he got for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I get, but no, that's okay. I respect your decision, yeah, Max. I don't know. I don't. He can't get a completion trophy. Did not complete the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually the first significant character to die in this. Yeah. yeah, that's true. One of only two times he's ever died in a movie. By the way, really? Yeah, what wow. was the other film? Then we, we actually watched it. John Machete. Oh, he's, fuck. he's he dies. He was mach- in machete. 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 He's the one who keeps on calling him Machete. He he oh samurais God. himself in that movie. Jesus. <laughs> he, cuts, he stabs himself in the stomach and just cuts himself open. And he's just like, uh-huh. as he's doing, he just goes like, mm, ah. <laughs> he's just like, Machete. Sapuku. It's a fun thing. Yeah. And then my least favorite, I'll say, is uh, is Marlon Maples, just for her bad life choices outside of the movie. <laughs> a fair a fair choice. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. All right, time for our Hold My Popcorn ratings. Prepare to be judged. What's your rating for Executive Decision? Um, I'm going to give this movie um, four out of uh, 8,288 Seagals uh, multiplied by um, Kurt Russell's uh, circumference, penis circumference times his length. And, um, mm-hmm. then that's, that's raised to the power of, um, of hope and world peace. Hmm. Okay. Good. That's, huh. a, that's a rating. That is a rating. Yep. Okay. It's more of a math problem. Just go. But, okay. Mine's, mine's simple. There just, you go, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, I'm going on vacation, all right? <laughs> yeah. All of this is for you. I've already checked the out. The more you know. <laughs> Uh, I'll give this one absentee president um, mm. out of Steven Seagal's fantastic, like ragdoll death flying out of an airplane. <laughs> so <that's good>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give this one faint Halle Berry mustache because she did kind of have a little bit of a sash in this. The HD Ooh. really kicked in. Oh wow! You can Google it, and it, if you Google Halle Berry mustache, the next thing that comes up is executive decision. It just auto corrects it to <laughs> executive huh. decision. Yeah, she actually admitted Dude, to it. You too. should, uh, you should well, email I mean, yeah. her. It is what it is. Yep. I should email it's not Halle. Like life ending. I should email Halle Berry and say, "Hey, you have a mustache executive decision." <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Will you come on the show? You- <laughs> Will you come on? It'd hey, be funny if she was like, yeah, episode, let's do it. "Yeah, we should say hey. we're doing an episode about how you had a mustache and an executive decision." She showed up to the Razzies to accept her worst actress award, so maybe she will. She might come on. <laughs> God. I mean, we've we've got a lot of people on who uh, <laughs> who have not come yeah. on since. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she won't come on either. All right. But I'll give that out of one just odd wardrobe change by Kurt Russell in this movie where he goes from a tuxedo to a sweatshirt back to the tuxedo at the end of this movie. I know. That's hilarious. Yeah. I... But they make it a point to show him put the sports coat back on at the end of the movie. Just to be like, see, no, we did, this wasn't a mess up. He wanted to put the, the tuxedo back on. <laughs> <laughs> Choices. Choices were made. I can only just think of 30 Rock where it's like, what? It's after 5 p.m. What am I, a farmer? (laughs) (laughs) It's just that. Like, Got to be classy. I'm going to go hit on this stewardess. I'll be right back. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Any final thoughts? I... I really hate Steven Seagal. <laughs> I really fucking... I just really fucking... Well, good, because him. next week we'll be doing Under Siege 2 when he's on a train. <laughs> Followed by um, whatever the fuck he did after that. I got one 
parting thought here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's for old buddy Bill. Mm. Who was supposed to come Bill, on again. Bill, you know what you did. <laughs> and I'm not going to accept it. Okay. And I want to be at North Square <laughs> at 5 p.m. sharp <laughs> for the next three months. You better show up one of these days. All right, bud. You know what you did. Okay. You know what you did. So what? I don't need to explain it here. Bill. All right, Bill. Bill, I read that Hollywood in this movie. He now lives in Portland, Maine. So just bring Hollywood with you. I will. Bill, I'm, I'm on your team. You can flash Morse code and scare Tim away. <laughs> oh, joke's on you guys. I'm going to have Cappy with me. I'm a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> stretcher. All right, Cappy, tell me what to do. How do I get through this? Definitely not John Ligazama because he will definitely get attacked by one of the people in this movie. All right, Cappy, tell me what to do to get through this. What? Throw your limp body off the stretcher as a distraction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better do it quick before the morphine kicks in. <laughs> Cappy oh. away. Oh my God. Throw so him down the I'm, hill. I'm, I'm- I'm looking at Steven Seagal's uh, filmography here, and he did a movie called The Asian Connection. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure he was the Asian. <laughs> he probably was. Don't worry, I've studied in the Eastern arts. It's the code of the East. I want to do a movie called yeah. The Asian, in which I'm the Asian and also Native American, even though I'm neither of those. <laughs> he, he's, in 2008, he was in a movie, The Onion Movie, and his name under it is Cock Puncher. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, what's, what's do that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, another one sounds like a porno. It's just called Pistol Whipped. Like, I gave Steven Seagal money one time. I saw that movie with him and Jai Rule in theaters when they like go into Alcatraz or whatever. What the fuck was it? Tim, Dude. you were there too. What was the name of that movie? We were in like seventh grade when we saw that. Wait, was I? Yeah. Because I, I was about to ask. I was about to ask, dude. Like, was there a promise of a fucking hand jab? It was, it was a birthday party. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Oh, fuck. Oh, Seagal. I do remember that. I do remember that movie. What the fuck is oh, I'm looking wow. it up right now. What is it? Mm, this mm. is fucking half ridiculous. past dead. Half past half dead. Half past yep. dead. My God. <laughs> with him, <laughs> he's wearing a, the shot of this. He's he's in a prison jumpsuit with a do rag on. <laughs> oh God! It has a 4.7 on IMDb. We saw that movie in theaters. That's a lot. That's a lot higher than I would have expected. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Jaru. His face just looks like a big fucking, like, just like a stale meatloaf. It's just, it seems like his head gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And his hair gets too. worse and worse and worse. Well, I don't think it seems like it. It does. Oh, God. He's just like goes around to weird conventions and eats himself into a stupor. Oh, God. They're in pre-production for Above the Law too. Great. That's yeah, it's going to be a straight to VOD movie, I'm sure. No one's got to yeah. fucking finance that thing. Oh my God, another movie called Sheep Impact? <laughs> what the fuck? You start off <laughs> so well. Above the law, hard to kill, marked for death. They all, they all involve like death or or like some sort of like law something. Out for justice, under siege, on deadly ground. <laughs> under siege two, and then executive decision, and then the, gl- the glimmer man, and then he fell off. Jesus, on deadly ground. What the fuck is the God, good God, urban justice? Oh, that's got to be good. Jesus Anyways, okay. Good I'm stuff. just going to just fucking hate fuck videos of him for the rest of the night. No, don't hate fuck videos. Just just go on YouTube and look up Steven Seagal running. Just watch that instead. <laughs> it is so fucking good. Oh my God. It's amazing. I think it's from above the, it's, most of it I think is from above the law. 
I've never seen a man run like that. It is it's phenomenal. There's a reason why he doesn't run in any other movie. No. <laughs> so you'd think it was a joke the way he runs. Ugh. Anyway. Gut shot straight. <laughs> what is Okay. Yep, that's it. Um, Def, there absolutely no social media things. You know, nope. once again, the world is ending. Act accordingly. And we don't record enough to get any kind of co- continuous flow here. So with that, nah, too, we might be out for another month or so. We'll find out. John's got a we'll starting up with school. Timmy's going on vacation. So we'll be back at some point. Bill, you know what you did. You know why you hurt me, so. I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. I saw it with my own two eyes. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Jesus, fuckers.